Hi, beautiful souls. Thank you for joining us on this journey of healing. Today's topic is one that still has a lot of stigma attached to it, since most people believe depression is a choice and that people can get over it if they really wanted to. Depression impacts all aspects of a person's daily life, as well as their relationships, and it often leads to suicidal thoughts and actions. On the podcast today, we will explore the topic of depression as a conversation, because everyone experiences depression in different ways, and there's no one shoe fits all when it comes to dealing with this mental condition. So joining me on this session is the wonderful woman behind the holistic healing concept and someone I'm lucky enough to call my soul sister. Hello, my lovelies. Welcome to another podcast with Holistic Healing. My name is Jenny. I'm a psychologist, so this topic is very close to my heart, not only because of personal experience, but also my professional input and that I will provide you with today. So... Um, so thank you for that. I'm so glad to have you here. So when I was doing my research on depression, um, it's defined as a profound sadness that lasts for more than two weeks. And that's according to internet searches. And there's also a lot of information about there being different types of depression. So from a clinical point of view, how would you describe it? And what symptoms do people generally tend to experience? Okay, um, so that's a good question. Um, well, depression is more than an emotion. Um, it is trouble concentrating and making decisions. Uh, it's also a fatigue, body aches, negative thoughts uh, that keeps curling up on, it, on themselves. Uh, it's insomnia and sleeping too much, irritability, restlessness, uh, loss of interest. Uh, it also is empty feelings, anxiety, a depth of despair and um, lack of emotion, um, lack of motivation, sorry, and a suicidal ideation intent. So um, what causes depression, uh, what people think causes depression, um, people think that a weakness, uh, laziness, the inability to suck it up, that, that's what people think causes depression. But what actually causes depression is trauma, abuse, neglect, bullying, chemical imbalance, grief and loss, overworking, excess stress, being the, the carer uh, at the expense of your own well-being, genetic factors, lack of fulfillment, lifestyle factors, uh, body imaging issues, perfectionism, lack of social support, um, low self-esteem, right? So those are some of the things that actually causes um, depression. And... Um, here is some of the, I want to list some of the characteristics um, of like hidden depression. So you are perfectionist. You have a constant, critical and shaming inner voice. You demonstrate a heightened or an excessive sense of responsibility. You detach uh, from painful emotions by staying in your head and actively shutting, you know, everybody else out. Um, you worry and you feel you, the need to always control yourself and your environment. Um, you intensely focus on tasks and your accomplishments and to feel valuable. You focus on the well-being of others, but don't allow them into your world, your inner world. 
you discount, you dismiss uh, hurt or sorrow, and you struggle with self-compassion. Um, if you have an accompanying mental health issue, such as eating disorder, um, anxiety disorder, obsessive compulsive disorder, or addiction. So that could accompany uh, depression as well. And you also uh, may enjoy um, success with a professional structure, but you would struggle with emotional intimacy in, in relationships. Wow, that's a lot. And I guess it makes sense why so many people suffer with depression because from you listing that, I can think of so many people that I think fit that criteria. Yet before, I just thought of depression as something where people just felt sad and that was all it was. So thank you for that. I'm mm -hmm. sure that's going to help a lot of people. And have you personally experienced depression at any point or have you encountered someone that has? Okay, so I would um, like to share my story about depression and hopefully uh, make a difference um, and give some hope to people who silently suffer with this illness. But um, like as I started doing research, I started feeling so blessed to have actually had the kind of depression that I was going through. I know I felt sad every day, and but I like I feel like I still had a glimmer of hope um, that I wanted to fight another day or even you know, though it was very painful. Uh, I came across a story of a man called uh, Frank Rusakov. So he had the worst depression I've ever heard of. He used to go for electroshock therapy every month. So it's quite an intense uh, therapy. Uh, literally, it's a shock to the brain. Then he would, he would like go for the therapy. He would feel disorientated for a week. Uh, then he would go downhill for a week and then start the process all over again. Yet when he heard of a brain surgery called a single autonomy uh, that would help him, he wanted to try it. Then I got thinking, um, as daunting as depression seemed to me, and as it always may seem to a lot of people, if we share our stories, maybe we can actually help each other. So maybe we can you know, inspire each other to look forward to future one day at a time. So depression is actually the leading disability worldwide. People are dying of it every single day. So the important question is, how do we make a difference and help this debilitating disease? So I've learned uh, after my own depression how happy I was to be able to feel other emotions and not just sadness. I had that, uh, I had what they call a smiling depression. So basically, um, uh, what that is, is uh, like I would be smiling in front of people you know, uh, I'd be happy in front of them. Uh, I love the concept of laughter and, and, and brightening someone's day. Um, it was my goal actually every single day to see someone smile or smile at them. But uh, I didn't like sulking in my own sadness, you know, 24-7. And sure, um, as, you know, hated bringing people down because of my depression, I... I'm speaking about this publicly now because I would love to end the stigma. When someone used to ask me how was my day, I would, I was never honest because in reality, I assumed that they didn't want to hear about how incredibly sad I was on a regular basis. So I knew something was wrong, but I had no family to share it with and I didn't want to be judged or blamed because that's usually what happened when someone's in depression. Uh, because I had no one to talk to about what I was feeling, I just internalized everything. 
and that emotional suppression killed of any other emotion I had. Only one emotion was left with, you know, left within me, and that was sadness. I used to cry every day in the shower, and later the the that uh, became physical, and I ended up in hospital. I was overweight, and it's not because I was an emotional eater, but it's because I wasn't eating at all. And even though I lived in a house full of people, nobody noticed that I was sad. You know, even though I was someone, I guess because I smiled all the time as well, like nobody knew that I was sad. I developed insulin resistance um, and my levels of glucose in the body reached a stage of danger. So as I was lying in uh, the hospital bed alone, I cried myself to sleep that night. And then when I got up, uh, you know, uh, uh, when they diagnosed me and I got discharged, I came home and I decided that the only person that cared about me is me. I knew that this was not it. I knew that I had to, I had a lot more to see and do. So I researched my illness and I decided to get help. I then visited a, a psychiatrist because that was the logical place to start. And I proceeded to speak to her about my problems. She then interrupted my session and she told me about her issues, her issues she was having with her father. In that shock of, uh, at the turn of events, um, she thanked me for coming and I still had to pay her. So I sat in my car and I was so baffled, like what the hell just happened now, you know? Was I giving therapy or receiving it? Or am I a good listener? Or am I also not being even taken seriously by the therapist? Or am I strong that mentally that I can actually help the psychiatrist out? So I started laughing and actually crying at the same time in my car because I wasn't sure what to feel at that moment. And that was the moment that I decided to actually take another route. So what I did is, um, or she also, by the way, she also prescribed the sleeping tablets for me uh, to help me sleep because I was suffering with insomnia, but I just tore the script up. I never wanted to take it. Uh, then I decided... Uh, I went on this journey of self-discovery, of looking within and, you know, looking at ways to make myself a better version, um, which is actually, I, I, I want to actually recommend you listen to my podcast on inner child healing, uh, because I realized a lot of issues I was having in my adult life started with my childhood issues. The way that I was, was because of my childhood trauma and not, and me standing, not me standing, not me not standing up for myself enough because um, enough was, you know, uh, because I was afraid to lose anyone. So however they treated me, I took it and I just piled it on and piled it on, you know, and along with the basket full of, of insecurities and my lack of confidence. And towards the, um, the end of the podcast, I'll actually give you some alternative methods, you know, that helped me without medication or drugs or alcohol. I'm wow. sorry, I know that was a long story. <laughs> no, it was very inspiring. So thank you for sharing that and feeling comfortable to share because you're right, there is such a stigma around it. And I think I was also so surprised by the shock therapy because it seems so serious. And I guess that's what depression is. It is a really serious issue. And it's not just something that a person can just get over. It's not just something they can wake up and not feel because it's really difficult and without the proper healing, I don't think that's possible. And your story really, you know, inspires me. And I actually also have been through depression or what I 
think was you know a type of depression um mm. and it's scary that even though you try to get professional help because i'd also thought of that and you know it seemed that it made you feel worse cuz you must be a really strong person to even after the psychiatrist said that to still feel like okay fine you know i'm i'm going to find a different method and stuff um for me i can't fully remember that period of being in depression cuz it feels like i just like blacked out for a few months but i remember the time leading up to it though and i think i was dealing or i wasn't really dealing with my emotions and i was feeling very worthless because i used to place a lot of emphasis on how others saw me and i was stuck in this victim mindset and i felt like i hated myself and i wanted other people to change that for me and i was also stressing about life and my future and like all these issues together it made me feel this constant lack in all areas of life um and i just i felt like i didn't have anyone to speak to about it so i think from the time i was younger i always felt this need to protect others because of like my childhood situation and um you know i didn't show anyone when i needed something so like i ended up suppressing years worth of sadness and vulnerability and trust issues and it it all seemed to like build up and come up at that point so i just shut down and i refused to see anything positive and it it reached the point where i was feeling like there's no point to existence like not just my own but to anyone's like you know what is life even and it didn't matter what evidence i was presented or whatever was coming up for me like nothing could sway that opinion and you know that actually makes me believe that you can't heal from depression while you're feeling low and sad so i was really lucky because you know i had someone come into my life and show me love and change my daily routine without me realizing it so i think it it makes a difference when you have someone and you see them wanting to be a part of your life not just to heal you but just to be a part of it you know and and show you that you're worth it and mm. um it started off small so just with me doing different things going to places that i never gone to before and because i put myself in this situation that i'd never been in in places that i'd never been in i couldn't feel sad in that moment cuz my body and my mind was like trying to adapt now to this new place and this experience and it forgot to be flooded with like stress hormones and sadness so in that space which i describe as like in and out of depression because it's like i wasn't constantly feeling sad now so i was able to sort of like reason with myself and question the thoughts that i was having and like feel a different emotion other than sadness um it was a slow process but with support i started dealing with my inner child issues and i found that the sadness started to lessen because i was living and creating my present rather than reliving my past so the second part of that healing actually came from spirituality and that helped me to not stress about the future so much but i think maybe you would be better at explaining spirituality and how it can help and like what do you feel is a holistic approach to you know um alleviating depression and is it more effective than just therapy alone 
firstly, uh, before I start, I'd like to say uh, thank you for sharing your story. Um, I know that it must have been difficult because a lot of people don't actually want to speak about depression because of the stigma attached and also because they feel like people wouldn't understand that part of their life. So um, thank you for being brave and sharing that. And I hope that your story will actually help other people as well, you know, because we had different kinds of depression and people can see that, you know. Um, so yeah, with regard, and, yeah. yeah. No, I just wanted to say that people don't see depression as a serious illness, but if you think of it like cancer, when someone overcomes cancer, it's like they celebrated and they looked at as a survivor. So why not with depression? Why are you not looked at as a survivor? Because you managed to, you know, overcome this. Mm-hmm. It's something that was eating away at your mind. So I think, you know, people should be given more credit if they're able to overcome that. Absolutely. I agree with that. I, I do agree with that a lot. Yes. Um, so like you were asking about spirituality and like, you know, having a more holistic approach to this, to depression. Um, uh, like after, like I was telling you the story of when I went to the psychiatrist. So I think that was like a turning point for me because after I left the offices that day, um, I decided to go straight to the shop that sold like religious prayer beads, you know? And um, so I decided to turn to God because I knew there was no support. I had no support. I knew I only had myself and I knew I had God. So I knew that I needed to start, I start to pray, you know, like religiously, I needed to start to pray every single day. And and that's where I'm going to start. So every day, I, religiously, I prayed to God for strength, because that's the one thing I knew that I really needed at that point. And to overcome that feeling, you know, um, I then discovered the difference between religion and spirituality, because I was also under the impression they were the same thing. So religion is believing in God. It's a very prescriptive way in, in, teaching how to follow a good path right where spirituality is all about working on yourself so it's like looking within and making yourself the best version that you can be spirituality is a very painful journey at first because you learn so much about yourself that you would not like and the things about yourself you learn is like you know um but when you actually know what is wrong with you you know how to fix it So the first thing that I actually tried uh, learning was meditation. I know like a lot of people talk about meditation and stuff and you should try it. And it's not, a lot of people make it sound very difficult, but it actually isn't, right? I've been doing meditation for 10 years. And when I started, because there was not much guidance around, it was, it seemed difficult because there was no guidance to tell me how to do it because everybody sort of has their own method, right? Uh, All I wanted to do with meditation the purpose for me was to quiet down the negative thoughts because they were so constant and every moment it was there. I just wanted to quiet it down and I didn't want so many of those negative thoughts as well. Uh, I also just wanted to stop feeling sad. Then I started setting goals for myself. I found myself setting goals. And if I set a goal, that means I had something to look forward to. I made sure as well that I prayed for strength and they took every little bit of courage to get up out of bed and to want to work on myself. I knew that it was going to be hard. I wasn't like downplaying it at any point. I knew this was going to be a tough journey for me, but I still wanted to try. I still wanted to get better. And I made sure I filled my day with positive things 
to avoid boredom and loneliness because those two things, they actually bring on negative thoughts as well. Uh, boredom and loneliness leads to a lot of negative thoughts. So it's best to avoid that. Try to fill yourself with something. I then accepted that I had things to work on and acceptance is very, very important. Um, I accepted that I was broken and I accepted that I needed to work on my issues one at a time. I didn't want to overload myself with every single issue that I was having. I tried to work on one thing at a time. And I also slowly started introducing more healthier foods in my diet and decided to start exercising. And it took, it took something simple like just walking around the house for 15 minutes a day. So I'd get up in the morning and walk around the house for 15 minutes and then have something in the day that was healthier, like introduce some fruits and stuff. So that is how I started making these small little changes. And dealing with depression, it starts with baby steps. Wow, I love that. And you're so right. It's being spiritual and using these approaches are not like, religious at all. Like anyone can try them. It, you don't have to believe in mm. anything except yourself. And so to summarize, you would basically say just develop like a regime for yourself which for you is like mm -hmm. eating healthier and doing a bit more exercise and just you know using things to fill up your day maybe more creative things mm -hmm. or things that would require your brain to work so you didn't have to you know think about that and um yeah you write about the meditation because it also helps me a lot although at first I couldn't I really didn't want to do it as you know and I just thought like it's going to be too difficult and I'm not going to be able to um, stop the thoughts and stuff. But, you know, I just want to say that you don't have to stop the thoughts immediately. You could just focus mm. on your breathing or you could even like acknowledge the thoughts and think about them and question them if yes. you want to. And yeah, you, you're right, you know, just accepting who you are, like that's the biggest key because who you used to be in the past doesn't define you because you can change that at every moment. So you don't have to feel bad about accepting who you were, you know? So yes, correct. Thank you for that. Yeah. And, and, and see, I didn't have a support structure. So that's why I wanted to share it because a lot of people say I won't be able to get over it because I don't have anybody there. I don't have any support. I didn't have any support. I had to do this on my own. And, you know, I'm saying that it can be done. It can be done on your own. It's just, it's it's harder to do it on your own because you have to motivate yourself to get up every morning. You motivate yourself to want to do things and set goals and stuff. But it doesn't mean it's impossible. It just means it's harder. That's all. Mm, you're absolutely right about that. And you are really strong. And I guess if you, you know, really want something, if you really want to, um, see yourself in a different situation but that's not to say that people are in depression because they want to be in it but I, I do mm. think that everyone has the ability to just be stronger than their depression like you were so thank you for sharing that and so that was the spiritual aspect and from like your profession um, what is your view on antidepressants and do you think that it helps a person that it should be supplemented with the spiritual approaches or that it's not necessary at all look um if you're looking at a chemical imbalance in your brain um like say for example bipolar you definitely would need antidepressants for that because bipolar is uh you have these manic stages of of either depression or happiness and there's no in between like 
we know for a fact, you know, um, as much as we suffered with depression, we still had the ability to feel sadness, but we still had the ability to feel joy afterwards, right? Uh, after we healed and stuff, we had that ability. But with people who ha- have bipolar, they um, they don't. And antidepressants for someone who's going through like a mourning process or like, you know, a depression that comes from like, um, you know, a body morphing issues and stuff. It's like, you don't need antidepressants for that. You just need to work on the actual issue and find out what the issue is and try and work on that. Because the thing I have against antidepressants with those situations is that you, the person becomes so dependent on them. So they will never ever be able to um, work on their own emotion because they are so chemically controlled. And that is very bad because you become so dependent on these antidepressants that you'll never be able to manage in a normal situation. If you can't, if you don't take the tablets, you know, you ha- you're going to have a bad day or something's going to happen or, you know, you're going to just end up in a very severe depression. So for me, I feel working on these issues, you know, it's going to take a, hard, a lot of hard work and a lot of courage and a lot of strength, but it's, it can be done. But just don't go on to antidepressants until you have a chemical pr- problem in your brain. That's That's when you need to take antidepressants. Okay, that makes sense. So I guess you assess your situation first and then you decide, okay, you know, you'd rather just try out a natural approach first. And if if it really doesn't work, then maybe you need, you know, other treatment, but it's better to not just go to that straight away. So I think that's a really mm-hmm. good advice. And um, another thing I wanted to touch on is usually when people are depressed, sometimes they... Um, either turn to alcohol and drugs or it could be alcohol and drugs that's causing part of their depression like what is your opinion on it does it make a person feel worse or does it actually do something worse to their brain because sometimes people use alcohol and drugs to loosen up to feel better to feel the state of euphoria so is it really a bad thing if it's taking them out of that emotion no it's not taking them out of the emotion it's just suppressing it because all that's happening to them is they're just taking the drugs, they're suppressing it. But once those drugs wear off and once the alcohol wears off, the feeling is back there again. The depression is back again. And it's going to be actually worse because then they're going to probably find themselves somewhere or may, they may have done something stupid. And then it's just going to add on to their depression because, you know, um, like if, if ladies go out and they, they drink too much or they take drugs or whatever, I mean, there's, there's chances that they can be raped and stuff. And imagine they suffering with depression and then they get raped then how much more do they have to deal with you know so i mean they could have actually avoided that situation by not um taking and consuming alcohol alcohol is not going to it's just going to numb the brain but it's not going to actually do something you know it's going to not going to do something positive for you so that is why i'm saying like you have to deal with your emotions head on you cannot have something you know trying to like um you know, dally down because that's the same thing it as taking antidepressants. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And and it be, you become more dependent on something that you don't need to become dependent on. You, you need to depend on yourself and what your abilities are. How are you going to know how strong you are or, you know, how, mu- how much you can overcome if you are dependent on all these external things? So I definitely wouldn't recommend alcohol and drugs when, when you're in depression. It just It's just going to make it worse. Okay, so 
there's also another factor that I haven't mentioned yet. And for me, I feel like it does play a big role in depression and it needs more attention in society. Um, so I recently watched a video and we don't really see social media apps as something that could be dangerous or actually affect our mental state like drastically. But the statistics have proven that that's not the case. And I remember in the video, they actually said that between 2011 to 2013, the statistics for like suicide and depression among teenagers and also pre-teenagers went up by like 150%. So that's really, really mm. huge. Mm. And something mm. simple like a like button causes so much anguish to a person and it it changes the way they live their lives and you know the way they feel about themselves and their happiness and self-worth are under threat and it adds to um and and to add to that like these this video was done by former employees of facebook and google but not just employees but presidents and people that had lots of influence you know they were talking about the data that's being collected on a person and how um, every time they use the internet, its its purpose is to try to keep them engaged with their screens. And they actually created this documentary because they felt like it's an ethical dilemma and they could see that, you know, people are becoming addicted and even them as people that created it were finding it hard to break that addiction. So for me, I really... Um, it impacted me because social media affected me a lot as a child because of my own inner child issues and I used to use it as like needing validation for things comparing myself to others that was you know major for me and now there's so much of polarization as well like everything is an argument and a debate there's so many theories floating around on the internet on social media and people just get so angry all the time and they just want to lash out at each other and they want to be divided on things. So do you think like that social media is causing some form of depression to people as well because it impacts, it, it's actually like exploiting the vulnerability of a person's mind. It's, you know, causing mm. this effect where it can either make them really happy and really sad and also it's, you know, changing the way they behave and it's creating this generation of people that are just so angry about stuff. So like, what do you, do you think these things are justified? Do you think social media actually has such a big influence on depression? I, I do think they do because if you take something as simple as a body morphing issue, um, you look at it and say a girl posts a picture of herself in a new outfit she's got and stuff like that. By the time she puts that picture up, she's already put some filters on it because she has to look perfect before she posts that picture. And the only reason for her feeling that way is because she don't want any bad comments. She wants to people to only like it and people to say good stuff about it because she feels like, you know, she's already having these issues yeah. with, the, with the image. And um, if she, she goes now and she posts something where, where she, the, you know, she had a, a pimple and people see it, it's like they're going to start judging her and making fun of her. And it's also a form of bullying. People can bully as well on that, like cyberbullying it's called. So, you know, bullying is also causes depression. So this is where you see like people use 
social media for the incorrect purposes you know uh, school friends and stuff like that they will have instagram account share with each other and it's like all about popularity it's like it's like just like being popular in school except is being popular on social media with other people as well you know so yeah i i don't think um people use it in the correct way because you can use it to find friends that you you know you haven't seen for a long time or families or ever you know keeping in contact with your family that's like moved overseas and stuff you, you can use it for a positive way but a lot of people actually use it for negative things and you know for body shaming and bullying and stuff and it just causes so much of negativity out there yeah i you write about that i guess the internet and social media can be used for good or bad it just depends on the people using it and you know that's absolutely mm-hmm. correct and i guess <clears throat> there just needs to be more awareness about how impact impactful it is like on a person's mind so once people are more aware of that they can you know be more mindful of what they're doing online and how it's like um influencing their decisions so um yeah i i mm-hmm. hope that when people listen to this they will you know just think about things more and think about all the stuff that we spoke about because i feel like we want to develop a culture of understanding and everybody is different and we spoke about depression but you know others could experience it in completely different ways and that's fine and they may be helped or they may not be by with the things that you've mentioned but it's you know important for them to know that they are accepted for who they are and what they've experienced and everything they're experiencing is valid and you know i just want to thank you so much for sharing your experience and wisdom and healing with me and with everyone else i know i've been pestering you for a long time to do this podcast but i just felt like <laughs> it was so necessary and i hope that it finds the people that it's meant to because i truly believe in everything we spoke about because you know i know that it actually helps me out a lot and i think it's so important to acknowledge that depression can affect anyone at any time and if we can't be loving and supportive towards the person then it's better to just leave them alone or find places and people that actually will be able to help them make a difference and so we're from south africa and if you need help then there's lifeline as say there is the south african anxiety and depression group these are people that you can phone and what um we're going to do is we're going to post their numbers and um some websites as well in the link um in the description for this podcast and um also if you follow holy moly uh, 04 on instagram then we're going to post some of that information there as well so you know hopefully that people can find the perfect platform you know so they can get the help that they need and i just want to say thank you all for listening to this podcast and sending you all so much love and healing um is there anything that you would like to add uh yeah i'd like to end by saying um if you know anyone suffering from mental illness uh there's like some things that you can actually do um you know for them and stuff so like you, you know you can actually make a difference to them so like it's just a few things so uh like saying i love you uh it means that you 
you may have to say it a thousand times, but there is no better time to say it than when the person is actually struggling with depression. Because as many times as you say, they will believe you because you can't just say it once and then leave it, you know? You have to, like, be telling them all the time so that, it, you know, because they're not processing what you're saying immediately. It's going to take them some time. Um, I'm here for you. These words bring a lot of comfort to someone in pain. Uh, thing, another one like, you're important to me. It is vital to let them know that they're still acceptable, um, they're accepted, and they're loved, right? Uh, is there something I can do for you? This communicates your willingness to help. Just the offer alone lends com comfort and encouragement. Um, I'm sorry for what you're going through. I know it's such a painful time. Expressing sorrow for their pain communicates that you really care about them. Even if you don't understand what they're going through, you just it's just about you expressing you know, that pain for them and what they're going through. Uh, depression doesn't mean you're losing your mind. So when you suffer, you may be more susceptible to believing something is wrong with you uh, or you're the only one that suffers. So the next thing is, um, what do you think might help you feel better? When you ask a depressed individual, um, you know, help what helps them, it makes them think about things that can actually help them feel better. So they'll rather focus on that instead of focusing on the negative. Uh, the next thing you can ask is, uh, who do you have as a support system? This helps the depressed individual think about who they can lean on through this difficult time because some, sometimes they might not have anyone like me and sometimes they might have someone and, you know, they just need to reach out to that person. Uh, you can also ask, is there anything that might be making a depression worse? So help them think about uh, those thoughts, the attitude or behavior that's perpetuating their depression, right? You can also ask them, is there a time when your depression is worse? So uh, it'll give you a clue as to when, you you know, they actually, you actually need, they need you the most. So there will be specific times sometimes that a person feels more depressed. Like, for example, if a person is depressed because, and they feel lonely, then, you know, maybe they feel really sad around Valentine's Day, you know, because that's a holiday or like a day rather where everybody's always coupled up and stuff and they're alone. So it's nice to ask, like, when do they feel worst? And then to also communicate to them and say to them, we will get through this together. We will get through this together. So... In that way, you're communicating acceptance and your love. So as much as this applies to someone who you know is suffering with depression and you're trying to help them, but if you're going through depression, remember that you also deserve the same treatment. You deserve the same love and you deserve the same type of acceptance. So if someone comes to you and asks you these questions, it's because they love you and they want to be there for you. So for me, I'd like to say thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast and my wish is to actually help as many people as I can about bringing awareness so that we can provide help, provide direction uh, and, and you know guidance to anyone suffering from it and sending you lots of love from it. And thank you to my soul sister for always um, you know, pushing me to do these things because yes, you were asking me to do this for a while. And I think it's a, such an important topic and um, thank you for doing that.
and for always being there and uh, loving and supporting me. Oh, no, that's cool because we always have these types of conversations. So I just feel it's it's nice to be able to share that with other people because I do think it's going to help them. So yeah, your affirmations, as I would call them, were really helpful. I was listening to them. And even though I don't feel sad at the moment, I was like, oh, you know, so nice to hear someone say these things. So I think just like <laughs> if people listened to what you were saying, as if you were telling it to them personally, like it would also help them feel a lot better. And what we're going to do is we're also going to create um, some infographics with all of, you know, the affirmations and post it up so people can actually, you know, use that and read that out if they want to speak to someone that's sad or going through depression. So, yeah, thank you all again for listening and we hope to see you again soon. Bye. Bye.